it was like sitting in bed one morning and he was in the shower and I got like a message request on my Facebook and I was right. like oh that's random like who the hell is that and I read it so I was sitting there in bed and it said just so you know your boyfriend cheated on you and got with me I'm pregnant and he's also addicted <gasps> to me and at that oh point- my god <laughs> Welcome to The Boundless Self, a podcast that is here to explore all of the ways in which we limit ourselves. Together, we will explore the deep, messy, exciting, and often uncomfortable topics to identify and heal everything that keeps you from believing in your boundless potential. I'm your host, Kathleen McBride, and becoming boundless changed everything for me. Now I run a life and a business embracing my own fears and helping people all around the world to believe in themselves. Tune into each episode and join me on your journey of becoming your most boundless self. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Boundless Self. And I'm really, really, really excited today. It's a very special episode with one of my favorite people. This is Amy, who is joining us today on the podcast. She is a client of mine, a gorgeous friend, and just a a light in the world. And working with her inside of Magnify, she did the last round, and she did the VIP option where she was working with me one-on-one as well throughout this. And it was such a pleasure to get to know her, but see her just fucking transform and turn her entire life around in the space of about six weeks. It was incredible to witness. She's had an extremely interesting journey in her life with mental health, getting diagnosed as an adult with ADHD. And she is here today to not only tell us about her journey with ADHD and her mental health and what's kind of gone into her transformation, but she's also here to educate us, to educate us on how we can support people who have ADHD and to give some advice to anyone who's going through what she has been through. So I'm very excited to welcome her to the show. Hello, Amy. How are you doing? Hello. That was a fabulous introduction. <laughs> I didn't prepare that at all. I was like, oh my God, I feel so good with that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love it. No, so excited to have you here and really excited and want to acknowledge Amy's vulnerability. We spoke a bit before we hit record about what she wanted to share. And she said specifically, she was like, I kind of want to share some of the gnarly stuff that went into becoming the person I am today. And I was like, heck yes, all for this. So I'll just put a little reminder out there to anyone. So today we're going to discuss ADHD, her adult diagnosis, mental health, all the different arrays, breakups, whatnot. Um, So please look after yourselves as you listen to this episode and choose if it's for you or not going forward. But Amy, I would love for you to just tell us about your journey. Feel free to dive into any stories or whatever you've got. Tell us about you and your journey and how you've gotten to where you are today. All right. I've got free reign. Okay. So I'm just going to get straight into it. Otherwise I'll <laughs> dilly dally. Go for it. Um, but long, I'll try and make the longest story ever into <laughs> like digestible bite-sized pieces. Um, but so when I was 21, got diagnosed with depression and anxiety, that was not obviously a great time mm-hmm. in my life, you know. Um, oh God, see, I'm losing my like... I'm getting nervous. It's all right. No, um, I love it. And I, but, I want to just, we said before, I said to Amy before, I was like, look, we can stop and start the recording. We can edit it. But also let's let it be real. And Amy, like, let's just acknowledge how sharing your story is freaking hard, you know, and it's hard to be vulnerable. So I honor you for actually being able to give this a go. Thank you. And I've obviously got like a whole heap of word vomit. So sometimes it just is a bit jumbled trying to We're get it all it. out. We're here um, for it. But yeah, so got that diagnosis. That was obviously like a really crazy time mm. um and how old are you, you now know, Amy? Lived, are you 29 now so now I'm 30 you're 30 now 30. Yep. so March this year turned 30 um and then I had an inkling that once again I was getting back into a bit of a shitty place um so yeah we'll get we'll get to that part of it in a jiffy um and then so yeah I was kind of going on about life you know like had 
time off work when I was 21, had like quite a number of different jobs, wasn't really sure that I liked any of those jobs, but I, you know, was doing doing my best. Um, had some great times where life was obviously wonderful and like on the highest of the highs, like moved to Queenstown after that. I moved to Queenstown at 21 after I'd kind of made peace with that diagnosis mm. and then was like there for four years, then had a breakup there. So literally um, broke up with my boyfriend at the time. That night I literally just got on my phone and booked like a ferry ticket to get all the way back to Palmerston North because I was like, I have no idea what to do. I feel like my life has flipped turned upside down. Mm. The only thing I can think of right now is that I want my mum. So I didn't even think of anything. Mm -hmm. I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to book my ferry ticket. I'm going to pack up my whole contents of my life, chuck it in my car, and I'm going to go. So I did that, then got to Palmy, back to old Palm Springs, and then stayed there for a bit for eight months, had another job I didn't really enjoy. Um, saved money, went to South America for three months, then got a visa for London, lived there, had the wow. time of my fucking life over there. My goodness. Absolutely yeah. no no qualms about anything in London. Yeah, and um, so your anxiety and, and depression at that stage, how was that all feeling for you at, the, at that time? So I think, like, even when I've talked to my dad about this, like, I think that at that time in my life, like, everything was, like, so new and exciting. Mm. And, like, London's full of so many different yeah, people so yeah and there's so many people mm-hmm. um and I was like go 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 all the time whether that was like going to festivals or going to raves or like yeah traveling yeah. and then working so it was like I just had so much happening and I loved being there and then so that's a whole nother story in itself I'll write a book one day for <laughs> um and and then when it came time to leave London, that's when I knew shit was going to massively hit the fan. Mm. Um, Why do you think shit was going to hit the fan then? Was it because you, obviously you were going through this time in life where you had so much distraction, right? You had so many bright, shiny things around you. Everything was new and exciting. What was going through your mind as you were coming back home? So I was like quite, I don't know if upset was the word. It was like, I knew it was all going to happen. I had like one of the best jobs I think I'd ever had. My boss was a top guy. Like we were just thick as thieves. Um, and I didn't want to leave because I loved that job so much. And I was mm. like, oh my God, but this is like, actually both my jobs there I loved. And I was like, oh, but like, I like these jobs. This is so annoying. <laughs> um, like this is the first time in ages I've actually enjoyed a job and being understood and also someone knew exactly how I worked and was just like, let's do this. Yeah. Talk um, a bit about that, Amy. So at this stage you hadn't been diagnosed with ADHD. Did you, no. and you, but you just said something really key there. You said that person really understood me and how I worked and they let you go free, right? Yeah. So if I think in hindsight, there's a lot of things where I'm like, uh, like that definitely is ADHD. And obviously I've learned a lot about it. Not hate, yeah. but like my diagnosis is still quite recent and fresh in the mind. Yeah. Um, but he, like we had so many laughs. He like took care of me. He didn't micromanage me. Um, he didn't care that I would ask a bajillion questions to get to the, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, make it make sense. Like, I'm not stupid, but like, you need to give this to me in any terms. Yeah. Um, didn't care if I asked heaps of questions. He would always give me written instructions. Wow. Um, yeah. And then he'd just be like, yeah, he'd just be like, figure out how you're going to, this is what I need done. So you just work your Amy magic and do what you got to do to get the end result. Um, Amazing. I hate verbal instructions. Like I hate verbal instructions, whether that's card games or directions. <laughs> Even yeah, the card games, I love it. Out, yeah. yeah. In one ear out the other, eh? Yeah. Beautiful. Straight away. Like, and so obviously you can part. see how much it impacted your 
life and job satisfaction to have a boss who was helping you and and supporting you and working with you on your own terms in a way that really sunk in with you and really worked for you. Like straight away that that moment right now changed everything, right? Yeah. And he never, he gave me so many opportunities too. Like he never once held me back. He was just like, you do everything so fast and you Mm. always do everything right the first time, probably because you ask a bajillion and one questions. Um, And so he seen that and was just like, I'm going to get you to do heaps of shit. Like we're we're a duo now. We're like the team. And then I guess I tried to get sponsored Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get sponsored because to be honest, me and my boss kind of just made up my title, my role at that job. Right. And like, to be fair, anyone could do that job, but there's not another Amy. Like even he said that, but we could, I couldn't get sponsored. So at that point I was like, shit, like I definitely, definitely am on my way out. Yeah. So I, I put on a brave face. Like I was still doing heaps of stuff and leaving dues and whatever else. Mm. And I put on a pretty brave face and I was like, yeah, well, I guess, you know, it is what it is. I'm going home. I'll figure it out when I get there. So (laughs) I remember getting to the airport and I literally got on the plane to fly however many ridiculous hours it is to get back. (laughs) And I got on the plane and I just sat there and I started crying. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm on a plane full of people. I was like, and I'm crying. Yeah. Couldn't have picked the worst, most uncomfortable time to do this. Um, And this is obviously not great advice, great medical advice, but I had sleeping pills and I asked for a really strong bourbon. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to knock myself out because I don't want to be like this on a plane Mm -hmm. with this many people trying to go through my emotions and what I'm thinking. Yes. Anywho, got to Tauranga because my parents had retired there um, and I knew it wasn't going to be flash and I don't think I was very oh you probably have to ask my parents but I don't remember feeling very vivacious when I got off that Mm. flight well I can't Um, imagine not with that weed cocktail that you'd that you'd come up with yeah (laughs) and like because my brain was just going AWOL because I was like I have to start I feel like I have to start everything again yeah um and I I suck at starting like we know this well I don't (laughs) suck at it but I have I have that issue with just getting started or like organizing my brain to want to get started but that was terrifying to me to have mm. to redo everything again totally and then yeah I definitely know <laughs> that I wasn't good when I got back and then I was very irritable at mum and dad's house I think I was probably quite angry at times mm. as well which came up as serious irrit- I can't even say that word irritability, irritability. yeah <laughs> that's the one yeah that's a tongue twister and I remember like I would I was like rushing around the house like I was on crack basically like I couldn't everything I did was fast and like I didn't really I couldn't relax even when I was relaxing because mm. then it's like if my body's not moving well my mind still is mm, wow. um, so that was a wild time and how then, long were you then Amy so and you got diagnosed was it last year or the year before this year like literally I think oh only this year that's my right. 30th birthday wow. yeah the, my 30th birthday this year so that was a wow. lovely 30th birthday present to myself. <laughs> um, um, when would I have got back from London? I'm terrible at time frames and things. Do you reckon it was like a couple of years before? Up. Yeah. I must have been maybe like 24 when I had got back home to Tauranga. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then was classic once again, was in Tauranga trying to start over, sort my stuff. I had no friends there. It took me like three months to find a job. I finally got a job. Surprise, surprise, after a few months, I was like this is shit I was like yeah. these people I was like oh probably especially a lot of bridges here, but whatever <laughs> especially coming from 
a job and a place that you just loved, right? And I think that's something we don't talk about often is, you know, so many Kiwis go off and do their OE and then they come back and you have this time where this awful period of transition, trying to find yourself again and trying to figure out what you're meant to do. And because for so long, your life has just been about those, you know, two years or so that you're overseas, right? Yeah, harder. And I think too, in respects to work and employment, um, something that I've thought about is it's like, I, you know, so many people have points in life where they don't like their job Mm -hmm. um, or they want to change jobs. And like, it was almost like, okay, well, if you don't like it, then you need to leave or figure out something else to do and try and Mm -hmm. so I kind of always had that approach in my head but then it was because I tried so many jobs and (laughs) done so many different things um it was almost like so when I do it it's concerning but if other people just genuinely do it it's oh great you're taking such a good step to get out of this job and do something new right Um, for you it was like oh here she goes again she's not able to stick with something she's got to do something else when really you were like, well, I'm just not loving the job. It's just not for me. I've got to find something I love, which I so admire, right? Because like you said, so many people are stuck in these jobs that they effing hate. I was for such a long time and it it ruins your life. It's so much of your life, right? It really, really is. Yeah, and it's like you spend like so much time there. It's like nine to five. Right, it's shocking. Like you spend so much time. Yeah, you need to make sure it's worthwhile. Like, I don't know. I spent so much time being miserable because of my job. Mm. And then that, all of that, all those feelings and stuff would just end up being like my whole 24 hours. Mm. If that makes sense. That's a lot of time to be annoyed and shitty and angry and depressed and sad and thinking that you're crazy because you can't stick to a job. Wow. Um, Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah. And then another issue, I think, in regards to jobs, is if there are genuinely like really rude or mean people or there's some kind of injustice or like something doesn't make sense or someone's just being treated like pure shit. I try so hard to like pour water on that ember inside of me, but then I'm always like, oh, my God, like someone has to stick up for these people. Mm. And then I do, and then it's like – boom it's like yeah wow and that's what Um, I love I love about you though you do like you are you're the bloody hero in your own life and in so many others right like it's absolutely amazing to see and so at this point in time you're what 24 25 26 life is pretty crappy your brain is working in ways you have no idea what's going on you haven't been diagnosed with ADHD yet and you're feeling like I'm going to put this in terrible terms, but feeling like you're a sack of shit that's just not doing well in the world. And really it's like, you're you're kind of sat there though being like, but this is me, but this is just how I think and how I feel and how I experience the world. And like, also I think like I felt at times felt like genuinely quite lost. And then you like look out and you see Mm. all of these other people that seem to be doing all of these things, like what I would class, like, I don't really think normal is a word, but like, you know, what normal people are doing. Yeah. And you're just like, why the hell is this all so hard for me? Yeah. Um, like it's, yeah, it's weird. But then once I got sick of Tauranga, I was like, bugger it. So I moved to Auckland cause I had lots of friends up here. My friend had got me a job. So then I was just like, bugger it. I'm out. Um, I found it really hard to like meet people in Tauranga as well in the mm. mountain I thought it was just like I love the place um but I think I was also just in a weird space where even if I was like getting on with people I was like well I don't feel like you actually like me as a person anyway so I mm. you know I need to get out of here mm-hmm. I'm gonna run away and that's what I did mm-hmm. um and I guess over those periods like I'd been on antidepressants I'd been off antidepressants I tried like three different 
antidepressants over the course of my life. Yeah. Um, oh, there goes my alarm to tell me to take my meds. That's an ADHD <laughs> hack. Wowza. Yeah. Here we go in real time. Um, and the antidepressants had worked for me at points. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like you get to a plateau where you don't really feel happy or sad. You're kind of just like flat lining. Um, yeah. But you're like functioning. Mm-hmm. Like you're kind of happy, but you're kind of numb. Mm. Um, got to Auckland, had that job. Um, I was a PA and that job went tits up once again. My boss and I were not, <laughs> we did not get along. Yeah. Um, my job ended up being like printing emails so that he could write a response in the email for then me to type back at email and I was like <laughs> and you were like what are we doing here yeah I am dying <laughs> like I am not getting you like none of my skills are being used right yeah. now and I was sitting in an office by myself in my own office and I was like I said I did not want an office because yeah. I knew this was going to be a disaster so you woke um, up and you were like this life is not right for me yeah yeah and Oh, honestly, this makes me sound really bad. Like I'm a great, um, if I'm doing a job that I like and I'm respected and I am getting on, like obviously I think I'm a great employer, but if push comes to shove and like something's not right in a workplace, then I'm just like, well, I don't want to keep doing this. And that's yeah. just how it is. Like yeah. I'll happily admit that. Yeah. Um, and then I was on antidepressants again when I got to Auckland um, and that was fine. So I was having a good time there. Then um, I, I'm trying to think, maybe this would have been, how am I? I'm 30. I want to say like 27-ish, I guess, Mm -hmm. was Mm -hmm. when I'd met a dude and things were going, I met him at work at a doggy daycare. I worked as a farm manager at a doggy daycare. Best job ever. (laughs) Not so great. Not so great. But like, holy shit, I was thriving. Yeah. Um, Met there um, and like things were going all good. And then when we broke up, that was like mental to me. It was Mm -hmm. the most craziest situation I'd ever been in. like, like I'm just going to put this out there because everyone that knows me knows the story anyway, <laughs> so it's, it is what it is. But um, it was like sitting in bed one morning and he was in the shower and I got like a message request on my Facebook. And I right. was like, oh, that's random. Like, who the hell is that? And I read it. So I was sitting there in bed and it said, just so you know, your boyfriend cheated on you and got with me. I'm pregnant and he's also addicted <gasps> to me. And at that Oh, point, my God. <laughs> Yeah. So at that point, what was going through oh. your head right then? What, what just, I, the first thing I did, like, I was also trying to do uni as oh well. My God. Like, right. And, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? And I knew like uni was going okay. Um, and like, I work well under pressure, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, my brain literally just went fucking AWOL. Yeah. And I was like, I know that everything in my life right now is going to go out the window right um the situation so would consume you yeah yeah and because I knew mentally like I'm quite strong because I always make a comeback and I always work towards getting better mm. um and I didn't feel sh- didn't feel shit at that time but I knew mentally I could have been better so mm. I think that coupled with that mental situation I was like I don't even I don't even know how to describe it and so wow. I sat there and he was in the shower thank god and I was like what the hell do I do with this so I was like do I cry do I be angry like I, I love I that do I cry angry should I be angry what's I, gonna happen yeah I I was just like what the hell so I literally messaged her back and I was like okay he's in the shower I'm literally just gonna ask you a few quick questions to get my <laughs> yeah facts right yeah and then um 
uh, I don't know, it's probably going to be Pearl Harbor all up in here or some shit. So I I literally, like, got my phone, walked into the bathroom, swung open the shower door, and I was like, showed him the fucking message, and I was like, you need to get out of the shower right now. Wow. And he looked at it, and he was like, that's so weird that someone would message you that. <gasps> and I was like... Oh. And you were like, I was like, like hell. <laughs> You're like, that was the wrong Honestly. thing to say. Yeah. <sighs> so oh, I, abs- wow. I, I'm pretty sure I just let rip. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to get answers out of it. I'm like, why, why, why? Got nowhere. So I literally just grabbed my bag and just fucking drove home, drove back to my flat. And I was like, what the hell? And we've worked and talked about things. And you know, I have an issue with people that lying and if I know they're lying mm. you've got a weird sixth sense I can read your vibes I know you're not being honest yeah and yeah, so you are, I and like, like what we know now about your ADHD you've spoken about this a lot with me about mm. being really highly sensitive and being really attuned to the emotions of others uh-huh. so you literally like I I so can hear like you've mentioned it many times that you know when somebody's lying through their teeth you feel it and nothing pisses you off more right Nah, because I also think it's a sense, like I try, I don't like lying because it confuses my brain. So then if someone's lying to me and I don't have the information required, then my brain is not going to figure it out. It'll connect dots that aren't there. So it'll connect the wrong dots straight (laughs) off the bat. Yeah. I can deal with it and fucking get on with my life. And that was not the case. So that was a giant clusterfuck that pushed me right off the edge. That was like an army tanker. Just literally going off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. A cliff right there. Yeah. Jesus. I didn't so, want to jump, but the tanker just went boosh. <laughs> oh my God. That was Honestly. A good and so mentally, I at this point, I imagine at the time you would not, you were not laughing. You were not laughing at all. So at the time mentally, I'm, I'm taking your, you're on struggle street at this point. Life is really, really hard. You've gone back home to your flat. You're trying to figure things out. He's lying. Yep. So that was nuts. I think that situation I felt like I had lost my confidence, Mm. my self-worth. Like it was almost as if like my whole being just went, I don't even know where it went. Like it it was like, bye. Like I do not understand why. So then it was like, yeah. Yeah. And I I just felt so shit and grotty. I was like, is it something to do with me? Like, oh my God. Or I don't know. I've I've never felt a feeling of feeling that minuscule as a person. Wow. Um, and then I kind of had to figure out what the heck to do to sort out my brain. Mm. So anyway, so that like all transpired and, you know, that all happened. Like, I don't even know really why that happened to this day. I've got no idea. Mm. Um, awful. Yeah. You know, some people obviously don't want to talk about their shit or have emotional <laughs> ranges of teaspoons and hurt themselves <laughs> and coping yeah. and doing whatever the hell they're doing to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Yeah, with with trying to do uni as well, I was like, Ugh. oh my I'm god, like, this isn't yeah, go well, yeah, for me. Um, and then I was like struggling, like I couldn't really like retain stuff, but then I would last minute do everything, and then like somehow get like B's and A's because that's just what I do. I'll mm-hmm. leave it till the last minute. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is so. I was just, I don't know. I slowly was putting things together, and I was like, okay, well, I find learning quite hard. This mm-hmm. is a bit the same in respects to like my last years of high school I would say um and blah 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 so I actually I tried to get help through the uni and like I seen the student services and blah 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 um and then I also said to like the people in charge of the course like hey this is what's going on this is what's happening um 
So you like, went, you went to the school with the struggles around learning that you were facing. You were saying, I'm not retaining information. Yeah. I'm not, even though I'm getting good grades, it's because I leave everything to the last minute and somehow manage to scrape through, but I'm not where I want to be and something feels wrong. So you went to them to say that? Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to just take information in to regurgitate it out. Like I want yeah, to. Yeah, like, I learn. want to so learn. Mm-hmm. And um, oh. so that was a bit of a palaver. Like I was getting help but then it's like oh my god then you've kind of got like depression and anxiety so you know what you should be doing but you don't want to do anything yeah so like oh, wow. you, you can't motivate yourself so anyway did all that to them and then we were like putting in a plan to I don't know what you call it like just to figure out how best I can learn or like put things into like bite-sized different chunks so that I could actually finish it yeah. and then I ended up just getting an email from from the top person at uni just saying um oh we think you need to just stop doing this course and I was like really I just told yeah I was like "Mm." I just kind of like opened up to you and told you all of these things and now wow I feel like I'm in the too hard basket oh my god that is gut-wrenching that you went to them (laughs) saying I'm really struggling mentally right now and I'm not learning the way I should be learning and life is really hard and they came back to you and they said you should quit this course isn't for you. Yeah. Wow. That's and I was sucks. like, and I was like, oh my god. I was like, okay, well, I'm not sure if a university is really. Um, for me personally, I was like, shit. I was like, now I'm not. What sure do I do? Uni yeah. Is viable because my brain is different to people's, and I learn differently. So, like, so at this stage, you know, you were pretty aware that your brain was very, and how you learn was very different to other people's. You were quite aware yeah. of that. Yeah. Did it ever cross yeah. your and mind then, that ADHD would be a thing? Did you even know? Did you know anything about it? I did. And my time at uni, I actually, I don't know, it was like a random like universal little thing of events that like happened. So I was talking to a girl that I um, studied with and she one day was talking to me and she was like, oh yeah, like I've got ADHD. She was older, a bit older than I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were talking about that and we were talking about meds and like she was saying some certain things and she was sharing like all of these um tips and tricks and like what this ADHD coach had had given her and so I she was giving me all these things and I was like oh my god this is so interesting I was like that makes so much sense yeah and then I was like huh so I kind of had the ball rolling and that was the moment where you were like huh do I have ADHD do I need to explore this further yeah and I kind of like sat on it for a bit but then I got up my own ass because that was like well that means now I need to go to the doctor and that means I now need to find what? a psychiatrist yeah and, and blah, with, blah, 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 with the blah. anxiety and depression like what was that like because obviously there's a lot of stigma around ADHD what was that like like obviously meeting that amazing person who had ADHD and was so supportive and helpful would have made a big difference but what was that like for you in that moment to have some of those thoughts and realizations coming through um I think because like a lot of the time when you can't rationalize things or think straight or even just have like a clear train of thought like you just kind of think that you're insane or going crazy like um like sometimes I would even like joke to myself and be like do I need to go like check in somewhere because this is just fucking driving me up the wall wow yeah um and I talked to someone else so that kind of gave me an inkling and I talked to someone else um a friend of mine and he had said um about his mum having been wrongly diagnosed and you know was on antidepressants and then got diagnosed with ADHD older than I am um and like that she felt like she was going insane, but like it was ADHD and that was a light bulb moment. That was the moment, hey, where you were like, like shit. Yeah. yeah. And is that what helped you to like, feel a little bit safer to start going down the journey of going to see the doctor? Yeah. So when I 
was about to turn 30, um, I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm so sick of this. I was like, I just don't think my like life should be this hard quite yeah. frankly, in my brain. Yeah. And I was like, I'm so sick of this. So I just went to my doctor and I was like, thank God she's the best doctor. I've never swapped doctors in <laughs> Auckland. Like, yeah. Don't fix what ain't broke. Anywho, she, she, I just was like, oh, I'm so over this. I was like, antidepressants don't work. I'm not motivated. I'm lethargic, but like, I'm still doing stuff, but there's too much happening. My sleep is shit. I was like, I think I have ADHD. And she was like, yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to email you this questionnaire, blah, blah, blah to do. Um, had a yarn. I went home, did all that stuff. I emailed it back to her and she had like within 10 minutes messaged me and was like, you need to find a psychiatrist ASAP. Wow. Within 10 and minutes. Was, and that was that. <laughs> and you yeah, were like, like what she... did I score on that questionnaire? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was so hyper-focused on it. So I literally raced home and I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Dur, dur, dur. And cause I said to her, I was like, I am going straight home and doing this. And I will be sending it through. So she knew like yeah. she was probably ready and waiting. Um, and then, so that started that journey to where I am now. So then it was like I could either go public health system right, um, and then wait a year and a half. And I was like. Jesus, a year and a half. Now. Yeah. I was like, I'm 30. Nope. I'm not yeah, you I've wasted anymore. enough of I'm life like, feeling like this. Mm. Yeah. And so got on old Google, literally just typed in psychiatrists in Auckland, rang about 20 of them. And one of them was like, yep, I'll take you on. And I was like, hooray. But yeah. then I was also like, oh shit, how the hell am I going to pay for that? Yeah. $450 for an hour. Wow. Wow. Um, Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, still signed up, like, do, like studying, but mm. oh, I think I was, or like getting student income or like the benefit. I don't even know which one it was at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, I cannot afford that. Yeah. And then ones are like, here's a pile of 100 pages to fill out um, if you want help um to get money and then you look at all those forms and you're just like really Jesus. i don't want to fill out yep. that many forms this is stupid to get 75 dollars to which doesn't even put a chunk <laughs> put a dent in it. the money to pay for the psychiatrist so, yeah i was like Ugh. so honestly thank god i was just like i need to have a talk with my parents yeah <laughs> so i explained i explained what was going on um we've always been i would say we've always been pretty open um, I could probably have been a bit more open at points, but I'd like to figure out what I'm going to do. And then I will relay or have the conversation once I fully processed everything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, rang the bank of mum and dad. And I was like, you know, this is what's up. This <laughs> like, is what's I happening. need help. Yep. Um, help me. Like, I don't have it in me to start an OnlyFans. That is not <laughs> me. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God. And yeah, like, Oh, super grateful to your parents for being able to support you on that journey. So, yeah. okay, you're at the psychiatrist's office and going through that process. Um, what was that like? Um, I it was actually quite a relief once I had got that. Yep, you've got ADHD, and started like reading about bits and bobs and being like, oh, now I now I have an explanation. Yeah. Um, and can I ask the di actual diagnosis part? Did the psychiatrist have to diagnose you with ADHD in order to be officially diagnosed? Is that how that works? Well, the doctor had said, like, yeah, like, you've got it. But right, okay. because the way the system is, you have to go to the psychiatrist and then they also have to confirm that you have it right. so that you can actually get medication Wow, for it. Wow. Okay, so there's a few loopholes that you yeah. have to go through. Okay, and so at this point, you are, like, learning about it and you're like, holy shit, this is me to a T. Like, 
I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being like, oh my God. I was like, okay, it's still like a bit of a slippery slope and it's yeah. probably not going to be like an easy road. Yeah. Um, how did it feel to, like, to oh have the God. diagnosis and to see some of these things written down on paper? How did, how did that actually feel for you? Um, it felt, I don't, I don't know quite what the feeling is. I was just like, I remember just keep being like, oh my God, I'm not insane. Like I'm not insane. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, because I can hyper-focus on things, like I, I'll go into like a tunnel. So I was like research and all these different things. And I was like, oh my God, that's me, but that isn't, but ADHD is so weird and different for so many different people. And like, it's not all one size fits all. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, it kind of doesn't make sense. But then you're also just like relieved because now I'm not on antidepressants. I mean, I do take Ritalin, mm-hmm. um, but that that drug has probably definitely changed my life. Wow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So. Was there any, yes, with, your, yeah, with your ADHD medication, was there any like trial and error period or were you able to find the right medication for you quite quickly? Um, so I tried dexamphetamine. And that did not sit well with me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And then I had got like severe gastritis twice from it and gone to hospital oh, geez. because yeah. I'd had like a few events where I'd probably drank a bit too much alcohol to like stop feeling so anxious <laughs> and weird. Yeah. Um, then off to the hospital I went um, and then another um, situation happened, <laughs> um, which I don't really want to go into. No, you um, don't have to, no. But for... <laughs> Like my friend Helen's 30th. So anyone who was there and in my life, you probably also know the story. Um, that was a wild ride. Um, and I literally went back to my psychiatrist after that ridiculous weekend in Hamilton. Great 30th, Hamilton town, never again. Um, and I went to my psychiatrist and I was like, um, I've been to hospital and also this happened. I was like, you need to get me off that drug. Yeah, you were like, something's hey, not working here. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. Um. I'm not an angry person. And so like, oh, that situation, I was like, sweet baby Jesus, no. Yeah. So then swapped to Ritalin and started on 20 milligrams, slow release, um, got used to that. And then now I just take two of those a day. So one in the morning, one at lunchtime, um, and that sees me through for the wow. day. But yeah. a bit of a process to, Mm, to, to figure it out and what would you say what are your main ADHD symptoms that you experience what were the ones that you've really resonated with that you were like oh my god yes um I think I think with females that have ADHD you're more susceptible to having like low self-esteem but you're also more susceptible to having those depression anxiety mm. Like in the swings. mix as well yeah yeah so yeah. and you mentioned like hyper focus is that because I know and we were talking about this a lot about how your brain works to the advantage in some places like it can be your freaking superpower in some areas right like that was a big theme of, of yeah. a lot of the work that we did in our one-on-one sessions was finding environments just like that job that you had in London where where they got you and they let you be what you needed to be and they supported you in the way that you needed to be supported and you you fucking flew right like you excelled yeah. you got so much amazing work done and that's what this journey has been about for you hasn't it about finding places and spaces that work with you and with your brain rather than being designed for something else yeah hard out and like even when we were doing all of our stuff and I was like I just I need to work on finding ways to do life and work in ways that suit me not what the way that suits everyone else because every yeah. time I try and do what everyone else is doing there's like a 
giant explosion of some kind. Fuck yes. And so, so this would have been pretty much leading up to when you signed up to work with me inside Magnify, which is my four-week group program. Amy signed on as a VIP and we had some one-on-one sessions together as well. Um, it was really powerful to speak with her and your, we did a connection call, which is like a free call where we chat and see, you know, if this program is going to be for her. And you were just in this place. You were like, I, you basically said to me, you said, I finally got my medication sorted. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to do with my life right now, but I finally have an understanding of why I am the way I am. And now I just need to support myself to build some self-esteem, build back some of that confidence and get back. You said specifically to get back to the old Amy. You said, I used to be so confident. I used to just go and do things all the time and I don't feel that anymore. And I, I want some of that back. And I want to feel like, you know, I have value in the world, which, and like feel connected to you and your superpowers, which you so have. So take us back to that moment where you decided to get some more support and kickstart this amazing transformation you've been on. Um, so I found you through a friend who had done the course and then she was like, you need to do this. <laughs> and so that was, I'm so weird. Like that was enough for me. Obviously I did my due diligence and then <laughs> hyper-focused on you and what you do. And then I was like, I had tried all of the things I don't really have. I've got nothing left to lose. I'm going to be no worse off than what I am now. Um, and I need someone to give me a new starting point. Mm, so then I love that yeah and so then I kind of went into that with you like absolutely guns blazing yeah you were very determined and so what was your journey like inside of working with a coach working inside of magnify inside of the group program doing the one-on-ones what happened for you what changed what realizations did you have I it gave me I don't know not not so much a fresh start just like a new start so that I could actually ground myself and start fresh really I suppose in a way um and then oh god sorry I just had a brain fart can you repeat what you no no you're good I'm just saying basically <laughs> what happened I love this and I'm not going to delete this from the podcast it's freaking perfect no don't delete it at all <laughs> absolutely perfect I was saying I was saying what happened for you inside that journey of magnify of working together like what transpired inside of that for you um I guess some of the the main takeaways was as I didn't feel alone and we had two other ladies who were in as well so it was like I was in this like little supportive group of ladies who were all having their own things going on and it was more so me retraining my brain Mm. to think differently about outside obstacles but also inside obstacles it was Mm -hmm. like and like I, I worked on it and like some days you have I have good days and bad days but it's just that whole process of changing your thinking Mm. like that's that's was like my key takeaway from that because I did change my thinking instead of seeing everything um negative Nancy all the time it was like I needed to see everything from a positive but I also needed to get to that place myself in a way Mm. and then also realize in my brain that it is possible to have more positive thoughts and not immediately go to how anything could be a disaster. Totally. And like, I feel like that was a bit of word vomit, but no, that was beautiful. And like magnify that program is really centered around helping you to become your most authentic self, which is like, I feel like for you, Amy, that journey was huge was you recently had this diagnosis. You'd started, you know, you're like, okay, I'm kind of feeling like I'm coming back to myself here. You're in this really pivotal moment where you're like, okay, what next? Like, where do I go from here? But the big journey for you that I saw was you getting okay with how your brain worked and realizing that 
even though the world, so much of the world is set up to not work with you, there are places and spaces and things that are within your control that you can do to create a life that you have always dreamed of. And I know we did a lot of work around, you know, rebuilding self-esteem and self-worth and mm-hmm. changing how you speak to yourself. Like that was a huge one and huge work around designing, yeah, like looking at your career and looking at the the things that you might do for work and thinking about your unique skills and just getting out of that little box that society puts us in that says we have to do things a certain way. We have to, you know, go to uni and then do this and then do that. Like I remember that moment for you when you detached from the idea that you like you had to go to uni to be successful. When you there was a there was a moment, I wish we would have got on camera, but there was a moment where you were like, <laughs> like I don't have to, I don't have to go back to uni. Like I don't have to do that in order to create the life I want. What was that like for you? I think it's like it was probably like relieving, but then it's also like, I would say, I'd be like, why do I get like so hung up on this all the time? You know what I mean? It's like that weird split. But then I was like, all I know is that I want to be able to help people. And then it was like, but really, I don't think I'm going to be able to go back to uni to get the qualifications to be able to do that. How I'm meant to for society. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, totally. So yeah. And then it was like brainstorms bonanza. It was, it was fun. Right. So we did brainstorms bonanza and we got really creative about jobs and opportunities that Amy could find where she was fulfilling that role of helping people where she didn't need a specific qualification to do that. And I think, I mean, a huge part of the world is headed that way around qualifications. Things are changing all mm-hmm. the time, but for you, I know it was so freeing and I remember like so exciting to go, Oh my God, like there are actually so many opportunities out there that really fit me and that could be really exciting for me and that I could support people and live into my own passions and my why. And I don't have to go back to this place that literally shits on you and isn't supporting, isn't mm-hmm. supportive of the way that you learn, you know, and like, what a moment, Hey, what a moment for you to be able to do that. And I know from there, everything's changed for you so much so that you like, it's been such a pleasure seeing you push yourself outside your comfort zone in so many ways. And also seeing you, you mentioned like coming back to yourself, like getting more social coming out of the cocoon. Remember we called it the cocoon. Yeah. You go into and you do mm-hmm. more healing and then you start coming out and you kind of feel like Beyonce. Cause you're like, I feel like a brand new woman. Um, and you're like, okay, here we go. Watch out world. And then you get a bit scared and you go back into the cocoon and then you come out again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Harder. And then you're like, Oh, like, like I get a bit lonely at times, but then I'm like, Uh, I've got so many people I just need to assert myself but I think also most doing all the stuff that we did too like the work that we did and then tying in with the ADHD and the meds it kind of it actually allowed me to go with the flow so to speak Mm. like I don't have to have everything worked out I don't have to do this I don't have to do that that was a big moment wasn't it it takes a month if it takes five months it takes that long like yeah Instead of like rushing into stuff or like, yeah. and just not yeah, just being really okay with, that. with the flow. Yeah. Yeah. And being okay with it, not knowing, not knowing that was my issue. Big yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, yeah, a struggle, Massive right? A struggle issue. to, to be yeah. okay in the unknown, to not know where exactly it is that you're going. And for anyone listening, who's really resonating with that feeling, come back to that. And this is what the work we did with Amy and I in our one-to-ones was coming back to your why and coming back to your intention and the feeling that you want to feel in the world, what you want to do. And for you, it was just, I want to help people and I want to be happy. Like I want to live a good life. Like it was as simple as that. Yeah, literally. And it was like, I don't, I'm not going to know exactly what that pathway looks like. And, and now, so tell us what's going on for you now at the moment, Amy. I know there's some exciting things floating about and some exciting ideas. Um, what's going on at the minute? So I'm doing my little part-time care home executive job. That's what we like to call it. I love that. Yeah. And I know that's a lovely title too. I actually stole that off my mum because when she travels, <laughs> she puts that as her 
occupation as a home executive. I was like, this, <laughs> I was like, this is golden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm doing that and I love that job. Um, there, I've got a few other like things in the works, but also I am being quite, what's the word? Maybe I'm just, I'm not rushing into things. Like I'm yeah. trying to ask all the questions that I need to get answered to make sure I am making a good decision. Yeah. Really um, like I looking guess, for those places, right. That are like, yeah. especially job wise. Like I know that you, and this is a big change for you, right? Like instead of being like, Oh my God, I need to get a job. I'll take anything. It's been like, Hey, actually, no, I really value myself. I value my mental health and I'm going to find a job and I'm going to find a place that supports me and walks the talk and doesn't just say that they care about their staff, but actually does. Right. And I'm going to find a place where I feel yeah, I'm delivering now. my value. Cause you like, and that's what you saw at that job in London. Like you have freaking superpowers and you know, you do, and it's finding that beautiful space to unleash them. Yeah. Hard out. So I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not like overly busy, but I'm still doing a bit of like hanging out with some of my dog peeps. Anyone that knows me knows I'm obsessed with dogs. I'm a dog whisperer. (laughs) That's just me. Um, And then, you know, I've been doing way more like writing. Um, It's not like, I honestly, it's like I'm working on a book. Obviously that will, this will be the slowest Russian book in the history, but that's fine. (laughs) That's my favorite. So book to come, but I love that. I love that you're even just setting the intention about that, right? Like even just starting, like a book is a fucking, it's, it's intense. It's a big journey, but even just making the start, you know, like five years ago, if you could tell Amy five years ago, Hey, did you know we're going to actually be writing a book one day and we're going to be okay with it being really slow, but we're going to do it. She wouldn't have believed you. Hey. No, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have. Also, I think she would have been in London and she would have been like, <laughs> oh God, I've got so many good stars to put on this book. I love it. Oh my God. Okay. And so Amy, a big part of this podcast that we really wanted to talk about and I wanted to just get Amy to share on was education. And me and Amy have spoken a lot about, I'm sure there's some things to come from Amy's end around education and ADHD, but what, what do you think is really important for people to know who don't have ADHD? for people who are around or who are in the lives of people who have ADHD? What do you think is really important for people um, to know? In like some good Amy terms, I literally just said this downstairs before when I was shooting the shit with my flatmate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, like we're chatty Cathy's, but we're sensitive Sally's. Like Ooh, that's, quite, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, sometimes I feel like I am literally a bit of like a walking contradiction, but I don't know. I'm trying to make sense of it as is like, a lot of people yeah and anyone who knows someone that has all this kind of stuff yeah um, I think a big one is that people need to understand is like emotional regulation as well like whatever a normal person so to speak mm-hmm. might feel then someone in my position is going to feel that feeling times at least a thousand wow whether that's yeah. happy sad angry depressed whatever mm-hmm. like even excitement like I would say sometimes I get excited about the weirdest little things <laughs> yeah but I'm like so excited and then yeah. I'm like oh now I'm back to normal again mm. um and then another thing like I probably I don't know when was the last time I had like a genuine proper like sleep schedule like wow. I don't know how people can go to bed at 9 30 every night and then wake <laughs> up um at like 7 a.m every morning yeah but sometimes I can sleep even if I've had the best day my mind will still be going when I need to go to sleep Mm -hmm. then I will be up way too late then I will still have to get up early in the morning and I hate getting up in the morning as it is yeah Um, I'm not a morning person like I'm not unpleasant but I'm just like (laughs) the morning is hard yeah yeah I love Um, that and then other nights I will be so tired from just having a crazy day or like 
I don't know, any for any reason of the amount of thoughts and emotions I've had in my head, that I will go to sleep at 8.30 and then, like, wake up the next day at 8am and be like, whoa. Like, it's not... Mm, it's not regular. So, like, yeah. Everything's, like, so sporadic. Like, you kind yeah. of just don't know yeah. how it's going to go. So then you have to try and just be like, okay, well, tomorrow's a new day. That's yeah. basically all I... Do, uh, that's that's your I mantra, is it? Yeah. yeah. I love that. If your day is shit, like, chuck it in the fuck it bucket. <laughs> Tomorrow is a new day. I love Just do what you got to do to get through yeah. that day. And that leads me to my next question, Amy, which we'll finish on, which is if there's someone out there who is resonating with what you're saying, who maybe they've recently been diagnosed with ADHD, maybe they're struggling with anxiety and depression, or maybe they're thinking some of these thoughts like, oh my God, like, why is it so hard for me to learn? Or why is, the, why is everything so hard? It feels like I'm crazy. What advice or what words of wisdom or love or compassion or kindness, what would you tell them? I would say... You need to, as hard as this is, you kind of need to find someone that you feel completely all good opening up to, but you also need to find someone that is an active listener who will just listen to you. Um, I think the best way to get the ball, yeah, because like we love talking, yeah, um, but also I don't really feel like people listen to me half the time. So then I'm also like that frustrates me or like I haven't really been heard. So I think that was a lot of my problems as well what's the best way to get listened to is it is it about finding the right person um I think it's about finding the right person the I also think it's a the painful thing is sometimes it's like you need to go to a doctor but then it's like you feel like your doctor doesn't hear you or you have to take date doctors or you have to date counselors or psychiatrists when you really just can't be asked yeah and it's like with like all of our executive functioning and stuff as well it's like I know what I need to be doing, but I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I don't know how else to say it. Um, But one thing I will say is, like, you need to find someone that listens and, you know, do all that health professional stuff and, like, that is painful. Um, But you need to just – you can't take no for an answer, Mm. I think is a thing to put into your brain. So if you go to the doctor and they're telling you, well, no, you don't have that, I don't think you have that, you're like – I'm not leaving here. Like, I'm not, no, like, I'm not leaving here. I know my brain more better than you do. Whether or not you believe in mental health and, like, ADHD, that's that's on you. But this is your job. So, like, you need to help me get to where I need to be. If I don't have it, then I might have something or I'm trying to figure this out. Yeah. So So don't take no for an answer. And you just go, yeah, wake up on a good day and go guns blazing, man. Because, like, I've had to do that multiple times. Okay. Those are some – I really like that because it's a really tangible tip, isn't it? It's not like, you know, just go out there and do your best. It's like, no, wait till you're having a good day, and on that day, go for it and don't take no for an answer. Like, live into that energy that you've already woken up with, you know, knowing that not all days are going to be good. Beautiful. So when you've got that energy, you run with it. Run with it, yeah. Working with the energy rather than against it. I really like that. And so is there any other – words of wisdom or advice that you would give anyone before we close out this amazing podcast episode um oh my god words of wisdom or advice <laughs> don't put the pressure on or anything I guess, yeah I know I like I guess it is like a one day at a time yeah. I genuinely think people this is such a cop-out but I genuinely think people need to be kinder to people and maybe uh, I don't know because it's like we're sensitive so it's like sometimes I will take things personally that I don't need to take personally yeah but um and like, it's hard for us to like move on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, oh my God, I don't even know. I'm not even sure. Like it's such a. Mm. You said before, you said take one day at a time. Yeah. You said take one day at a time. And I, I really like that. I think, yeah. So I definitely take one day at a time. And also 
I don't know, like I feel like I'm the poster child now for like life starts at 30. Like if I could <laughs> stick to a hobby, I would probably make that into like some kind of cross stitch thing. Um, but if my life if my life can start at 30, then anyone then anyone's life can start at any point. Like mm. you're going to have ups and downs, yeah. rounds and rounds, but I guess you still need to stay on that train and on that track because like people get diagnosed even past 30 and I'm yeah. like, thank God I stuck to my guns and yeah. got it now instead of even further down the track because yeah. I hate to think how my life would be if I hadn't in that respect. Yeah, totally. Wow. Well, you're amazing, Amy. You are such a light in the world. I freaking love you and just you showing up authentically all the time. And that's what I've loved about this podcast episode is you just being you and being authentic. Like that stuff freaking lights me on fire and it gives other people permission to just be themselves as well, which is the number one thing we can do in this world to help ourselves feel worthy, worthy of love, feel like we have value, feel like we belong, you know? And I think that's so important to see. And so Amy, where can people find you to chat all things ADHD? I know you always say to people on your Instagram, (laughs) your DMs are always open and I know you'll be doing some amazing things in the future in this space. So where can people find you? So I, obviously I have my like personal Instagram, but I am creating a Instagram to do with mental health and ADHD. So when this podcast comes out, when this podcast comes out, I will obviously get all of my fans and all of your fans yes and we'll send them to you yeah absolutely so yeah, i will put, link that, I'll put her link in yeah. the show notes to her new amazing instagram page and it's something me and amy have talked a lot about for her um i know it's a little passion project of yours to to create that space so i'm very excited to be able to share that thank you for your vulnerability thank you for being you and yeah So to anyone out there who is struggling with this or has really enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to tag us in your stories and share this episode with so many people who are going to resonate with it and give yourself that permission to be your fucking authentic self and do not take no for a fucking answer. That is the theme of today. I love it.